Hey guys, welcome to episode 258 of the podcast with my wonderful guest, Nicole Parker. What a delight and a joy. I guess I wasn't planning on uh, singing that, but she does enjoy musicals and she's a wonderful singer herself. Um, (laughs) Please don't think that I'm suggesting what I just sang was in any way attractive or good. Uh, But anyway, I think you guys will really enjoy this podcast as as, uh, episode as we were joking about um, in the episode itself. uh, She's... I feel like my podcast was made for Nicole. What a dream guest. Uh, I want to do some some shout outs. I want to catch up on a few. I want to uh, shout out Logan and congratulate you for your upcoming podcast. Um, great work making your dream come true. I love it. Uh, on Facebook, I want to thank Andrew for sending me that little Dragon Con snippet. Rolf, MC, Kevin, Holly, Ray, Ian, and uh, I think there's one more that I'm forgetting. Uh, oh, Jean Raphael. How could I forget that beautiful name? Um, Enjoy the episode, guys, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is like, because I don't have the studio environment. I love a mic. Well, listen, I want you to feel very comfortable. Very, very comfortable. It's a very Judy Garland mic. It's got the cord and everything. It does. You can twirl the cord if you need to thoughtfully, Mm -hmm. if you need to. Yes. Uh, This is is important to zero people, except for me, Janet Varney. (laughs) Okay. But I am sitting on the couch with you. Oh, right. Yes, you are. I can confirm that you are sitting on the couch with me. Never done it before. In life. I've never sat on a couch <laughs> with before. me. It's true. <laughs> you and I have I've never, never sat, sat on a couch. couch. That's true because a lot when we did Spontaneous Nation, that we never had, we didn't have downtime on the mm-hmm. couch. as sometimes happens. It's true. I've never sat on a couch. I don't know what I've really have been missing out this whole time. I thought it was for I'm other pretty, people. I have no complaints. It's a thing other people did, but yeah. not. But now I'm, st- I'm starting to really feel like this might you be might the root of my neck now. problems. <laughs> <laughs> I was never willing to sit in a comfortable. See, because you do normally, you do a headstand on the floor the whole I entire. I do a interview. headstand. Someone yeah. told me yogically that would be the yogically. best, and it would be the best for comedy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've made so many mistakes. Now let me just say to you. Okay. I feel like you have zero makeup on except for just the a hint of a smoky eye uh-huh it's very effective that's so good that's called i got off of a plane recently and <laughs> okay. put a hat on because the hair's not clean great and decided to do some eyeliner and pray i looked like a human being i've been right there and i don't think it's been as effective for me when i've done the same when i've used the same techniques oh god so thank you, you. It is, this was done for you so that you weren't uh uh, so I didn't, apprehensive about letting me in to your house. Yeah, yeah. I would never. Because I've heard you're a very judgmental person and you're only friends with people who wear makeup. <laughs> Extraordinarily. That's where I draw the line. I know. It's where they draw the line. I don't yeah. care if someone's showered. Mm-hmm. I don't care if someone mm-hmm. ever has ever brushed their teeth. Yeah. Just put a little lipstick on. Please. Do Let us all a favor. Let me focus on the lipstick and not the fuzz that's right. growing on your teeth. Yes. Fuzz. <laughs> oh my God. Can I tell you something? I hadn't gone to the dentist in uh, like three years and I'm usually same. a good yearly same, same. dentist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I had, the last time I had been there, I'd had, it was like, I would had a bike accident and I had chipped teeth and oh. I had to get a full like oh, tooth replaced because, so it was kind of traumatic. Uh-huh. And I think that once that had sort of been resolved, the child in me was like, I think we're good for a while. Absolutely. You know? And then 
this a couple months ago i started to have a little like i thought i might be feel some hot cold sensitivity Oof, and I, hate that. I was like all right you know what i gotta i gotta just go back mm-hmm. i went back mm-hmm. turned out who knows could have just been something that irritated my gum i don't have any cavities nothing new good for you but they did clean my teeth uh-huh. and i guess somehow it had been i mean I don't know why, but ever since then, now I feel like my teeth are just dirty. Now I feel like after like the month of yeah. it, them feeling really sh- slick and shiny. Yes, yes. Immediately now, just with the slightest hint of plaque back here, I feel like, oh, get it off of me. I think your teeth look really great. Oh, I have many thanks, things to buddy. say about that story. One is I totally uh, was with you for about three years, didn't have my teeth clean because I have a couple brothers-in-law that mm-hmm. are both dentists and really got lucky because when we would be in town and they were around in whatever Sacramento, that's where one lives, we'd go there like once a year and he would just clean our teeth for free. Great. And then that just became a little bit more difficult to do. And then I just got busy. And uh, this kind of pertains to maybe, maybe this could be our jumping off point for talking about younger days because teeth and my and my teeth were a major part of trauma when I was a teenager oh yeah because my I have had everything possible done to my teeth I mean I've got the root canals I've got the this and the that and I literally had my two eye teeth which are the teeth on either side of your big teeth uh, were still my baby teeth when I was like 16 and they're supposed to have dropped down by then yeah they didn't and so I mean this is a sidebar we can get back to this but um, they, they, without warning, I was just called into the orthodontist one day and they literally just like numbed my gums and plier style. I'm sorry for anyone who's got like triggered dentist issues because uh, I realize it's a big deal. Yeah. Just warning. And they truthfully just yanked them out, shoved cotton in my mouth and sent me back to like fourth period. And I was like, I'm already having such a hard time in so school. questions. Why have you taken away my smile now? <laughs> You make it sound like the orthodontist's office was next to the principal's office. Well, at school. the thing is, like it was truly a like, three-minute drive. Oh, no, cool. Okay, <laughs> it was a three. It was. It was kind of like that, though. You, My mom was like, like, "Oh, well, you're oh, yeah. just." I can't remember how I got there. She was a single mom. There was not a lot happening in terms of my dental health because other things had to be a priority. Right. So, I mean, that's why I was the last person. I would be in that dental office getting braces on when I'd look at some like ten-year-old kid who was just getting them off, and I was like, "You mother." <laughs> and um when did you get braces oh god my junior year and i got them on at the very end of the year just as everyone was starting to look really hot because they're getting them off and so many people wrote about it in my yearbook mm, to have you know because yeah. like they don't think this will be for years and you're like hey I like the braces like the braces i was like this is terrible <laughs> and what was even more delightful the story gets worse and i'm sorry about this for dental pe- people who don't like dental stuff but one tooth came in right away yeah and then the other one just stayed up there you could see it like on the x like it's just hanging out just <sighs> won't come Boy. down i mean this is just a symbolic of every late bloomer aspect of my life i like, know just really literally, like of course it wouldn't come down yeah so they're like no problem here's what we do we go to, go to another place the only thing that was good about this place is i remember this particular dentist slash surgeon was really really hot and so as i'm sitting kind there with all my i've got so although I've it's got not that's, holes that's not and, the doctor you want to see that's not, not no, that any doctor absolutely like not doctor, no 100 preferably not so i was just your like you're gonna do what and he's like what we do is we're going to and i just i'm sorry but i have to use this phrase because it was yeah. the phrase that sticks with me he's like well we just go back we just go up into the gum we cut mm-hmm. we we lay back the skin I'm oh, sorry she, i'm sorry no, no, i'm really no, sorry okay. everybody but that's what that's they the said same. i love how and much they attach a bracket to the well because it's stuff oh, is they rough just kind of yank it down and like, then they literally attach a bracket I, to the exposed tooth tie it in a chain to the wire on your braces yeah. and slowly over time haul it down it will haul it down <laughs> and all, all the while go through your senior year of high school hi um oh, and and so, so it then, also had to stay like a whole blank yeah there was a, so blank. now i have a, i have braces 
they were clear on on top thing like thank god but but oh, is that better? it's not necessarily better i was very vigilant about food and stuff okay, like that good. so they didn't get like yeah different color wasn't to look like a trick smile <laughs> um but there was this hole and then slowly as the chain dropped down it got loose so now you could like move it with your tongue i was a monster yeah, yeah. i was just <laughs> it was just so many strikes against me um oh, that it was bless. ridiculous but i have one other thing to say so then when i finally found a new dentist here in uh, town uh actually he's not in town it was, he's down by my family um because my sister recommended him it was yeah. that kind of thing where it's hard to who do you go to you know what oh, i mean totally. and so i was like fine i don't mind going to orange county like twice a year for my dentist sure. but this guy so this guy's not in la this is important he's you know just a, this, your typical dentist loves to talk a lot for whatever reason because you can't respond and then oh, I, sure, I can't help perfect, but respond perfect career and he's literally that. in the yeah. middle of killing my teeth and then tells me about you know of course i mentioned what i do for me mentions because my sister told him literally starts telling me about his screenplay that he's working oh, on God. in a in a what night a class he's taking at a community college a and i was like and i was like you know college. what you will probably sell that <laughs> thing before i sell anything doctor <laughs> dentist uh i was gonna say his last name but i can't um but you guys love me his name will be a household name soon. <laughs> Don't worry. When that He's when that caper PTS. about the private eye comes out. <laughs> so that really is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Okay. So now when I sit in a dentist chair, I'm like, do whatever you gotta do. I mean, yeah. I have been You've through seen it all. all. You're I've a seen, grizzled seen, vet. No, I'm a grizzled I'm a grizzled vet. Do you when did you have to have root canals? Ooh. That was during the same time of those four years where you know, when things sort of started, you know, we had some family issues. Again, stuff like going to the dentist just kind of falls by the wayside. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it was, was like this, I had been in. This is in Orange County. This okay. is where we, gotcha. I grew up. Yeah, down in like Irvine, Tustin. And I remember I just had terrible pain one morning. Mm. I mean, I hadn't been in like, you know, a handful of years. And um, it was just it, it was it was like the longest process ever. Like I remember everyone had said. You know, you always hear that horrible thing, root canal. It's not the pain. Honestly, for me, it was like your mouth is just open for totally. like five hours. Totally, it feels totally. like. And what it, what, you know how like the perception of what's happening to you is different than if you actually saw like a video of it. And, it, and it's literally like, it just feels like they come in and screw different screws into your mouth yeah. for like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also I had to have it. a, oh my God, this is not supposed to be the story of my teeth. Although I had to have a gum graft as well and it got me out of a, a ticket. <laughs> gum graft? Yeah. Here we go. One more thing. And you guys, this is rough, but, but, but this is actually good information. If any of your listeners ever go through this, cause I've had people actually call me cause they freak yeah. out about it. Oh yeah. And the number one thing, if you have to have a gum graft, uh, gum first graft. of all, it's it, the, the I don't phrase, know why I have to repeat it every time. Gum graft. Catchy. The phrase long in the tooth comes from this because when you get oh, sure. older, oh, much yeah. older, sometimes they give, because yeah, they like give I you a numerical con- rating. That's right. Of like that's right. Where the you're one, like, oh, two, three. sorry, your I eye teeth are long in the tooth condition as a almost an adolescent. Right. And so they take, sorry, again, skin off the roof of your mouth, which is the most heinous part because you literally have like a square on the roof of your mouth. <laughs> and make sure if you ever have to have this done, your God forbid, square. but make sure you get a plastic uh, thing that covers like the roof of your mouth so you can actually like eat. Because yeah. I know people who don't get that done and it's like, why? It was Anyways, it was the kind of surgery where that was actually fascinating. It was kind of amazing. They like showed me what they were doing. I wasn't literally that grossed out, but I'd never had stitches of any kind and I didn't have anyone drop me off at this procedure because it was an outpatient thing, Gosh. but they didn't also suggest it or maybe they did. Yeah. All I know is I got in the car and I was like, I'm going to go to the pharmacy and, and get my pain you? meds. Uh, I can't remember. This was like my maybe senior year of high school. Wow. I get in the, um, I get in the car. I'm going to drive to uh, get my uh, meds 
Or maybe this was when, maybe this was like, maybe I'm lying a little bit. Maybe this was like first year of college and mm-hmm. I was back for, in ho- at home. When you were that. like, but I'm I've, an adult I've now so teeth. I can be my own. Yeah, I have a hard time up. keeping track of when all this happened. Totally. But all I know is I wasn't paying attention because I was started, started getting really painful. And then I was going to turn left at a light. And you know, it's like, don't turn left between four and seven, right? It was one of those. Yeah. It was between four and seven. I didn't notice. Yeah. Immediately a motorcycle cop pulls me over and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Now I like can barely talk. Oh and and literally he rolls down the window. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like literally <laughs> and he's like what's the matter with you and i'm trying to say hi dental surgery and i'm just freaking out and all i know to do is i just open my mouth and it was like magic hour like the sun was setting and i just show him the roof of my mouth he could not get out of the fact he's like oh god oh god bless you oh this oh yeah you don't worry about it he's like please dear god i can't look any uh uh anything but that this is the worst thing i've ever seen in my life please go away and I was like, well, if you have to get out of a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say something? Yeah. That is the love story in the dentist's <laughs> screenplay. That's exactly right. It's, it's the meat yeah. cute of, that's the meat of cute. the Sarah Jessica the Parker cute. I showed you the bloody square on the roof of my mouth. <laughs> and that was it. The rest was history. Oh, God. Yeah. Wait, did you ever have your wisdom teeth out? Yes. I, I had, had mine too. Yeah. Four fully impacted. Oh, well done. I only had, I had three. I think I still have one. I might still have to get it Just knocking out. around in there somewhere. I will say, isn't that the craziest thing? I had never also been put under before. And it is funny how you literally think like, pfft. I'm not going to. Yeah. Like it, it is really weird. It is really weird. Uh, crazy, crazy dreams. But it was instant. It is like you close your eyes and you wake up again. Yeah. So strange. Yeah. It's very yeah. strange. And there's nothing. I mean, like we see movies and and, and there's like the story, storytelling version of like Rohypnol or <laughs> these other like like people who lose time because yes. there's a supernatural element right. to it. And there's no for me never been an opportunity like there's no opportunity to experience anything close to that unless you're going under anesthesia which right, really right, is right. it's a very discombobulating oh, feeling it was so weird it was so weird thank goodness it happened before the days when you could like film me and put me on youtube and because i i mean i would have been special yeah oh seriously so i anyways, think sorry, we can get away from my teeth day. now because that was ugh, a lot well i do want to quickly say that the i i i was very lucky with my teeth um probably because my dad one of my dad's best friends was a dentist so i just yep. feel like i was there all the time mm-hmm. i feel like i was always at the dentist mm-hmm. and i did get braces Mm, like I had them all through junior high. I think I got them off, you know, at the end of junior high. So lucky. more A little more normal. Although my boyfriend, when I was in college, my freshman year uh-huh. in college, my boyfriend of like almost nine months had braces still. Oh, and I, I had think them. he still had them because he just couldn't afford to get them taken off. I had them till I was 21. That's a yeah. junior in college if you're keeping score at home. So you had them for four years? Five Is that, yes, yeah, that's about right. Mm-hmm. That's an awful And even long then, time. when they took them off, they're like, well, your teeth are small, so never really going to stick together. So I had to go get my, my Thanks, brother in law dentist did like a composite and has filled in the blanks. And so it's not exactly uh, filled in the blanks. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like caps. Right. But, you know, he he definitely improved. No, you're, you have a great smile and your t- and, Thanks. And you don't, and, and cap teeth are one of the hardest things intense. for me to get around. I like imperfect teeth. Yeah, it's just that I realized that, you know, that like it, being an actress, I suppose they're supposed to be a little wider, but I get, I get by, I get by, but yeah, I, I, just, I like even looking fine. at yours, I'm like, oh, yours are so much wider than mine. Mine are abnormally white. I don't like how white they are when I see you them. Should. In, no, but when I see them into, but to me, these are, to me, my, because I have bigger teeth anyway, I remember one of, I think I've said this on the podcast maybe once before, but one of the first times I like hung out around Zach Alphanakis <laughs> many, many, many years ago, uh-huh. uh, and he just, he just being who he was, would just like be talking about something and then out of nowhere, just in a very calm voice, he was like, you have just very large teeth. 
that always stayed with me because <laughs> he told me what I already feared was true. Oh no. Um, and when I, like I said, when I see just like this perfect row of like bright white shiny yeah. teeth, it's a kind of a turnoff for me. And no, I feel like that's lot. what I have, but I don't have no. that because they're my normal teeth. No, I don't. I don't agree. I think you have a lovely smile. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, where were you? Where were you coming back for, on a plane from? Ooh, what a oh, clunky from- sentence that was. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like it was like I, was I still translating the from my natural language in my head, right? As where I'm you come it. from, back plane now. Time. <laughs> I was waiting for the end of the sentence to happen to me instead of me being responsible for it. Uh, I came from uh, Aspen. Oh, you really were there, just the, there. I really was yeah. just there at the theater festival. Yes, I was working on a little workshop of something called the mad show which would be like a sketch and comedy and improv i guess sketch and comedy are the same thing right a sketch comedy and improv review that would be based on mad magazine so it's like taking oh fun taking um like an old buddy from mad tv was the writer and it was just a bunch of second city people that i've known forever um and it was uh really fun tell me more about it because i was an avid reader of mad magazine when <gasps> oh I was a kid. well what was really cool is so warner brothers i guess has owned mad for a long time so they're kind of the people that he approached and then john vaccaro who has been the editor for about 35 years we got to meet him he's really rad i wonder if that and, ever gets tiring uh, uh, what just that job you know what i mean like well here i we know go again he seems like just a really cool late big, big back dude i don't know he seems to enjoy it but yeah. the idea is that there'd be certain things like we did sort of like a uh, anthropomorphic nope not gonna even try it oh it's so just tough. still on mountain time you know what i had to say recently anthropomorphic- on camera autoerotic asphyxiation nice. let me tell you how many times i got it right versus wrong probably <laughs> two times right yeah i can say that but why can't i say anthropomorphication don't know you said it sounds right to me it's uh the jury's out that's a tough someone word. at home is gonna google yeah. it um and like a spy versus spy. That's what I'm trying to say is that, you right. know, the little comics, right? Oh, so yeah. we did like a little a version of that to like a dance, you know, so there was no talking. One of us was the black spy. One of us was the nice. white spy with the hats and the glasses. And, um, and then there were different, like the idea is that we go through and years and years of them and just take out the little cartoons that are in there and like try to pull and make sketches from them. And then on top of it, in the spirit of like highbrow, lowbrow with mad, you know, sure, then, then there was sure. like, you know, some parody, some, um, political commentary, obviously, because there's yeah. just too much to talk about right now. Hell and, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, like there was one that was actually from like Mad Magazine from years ago, this thing of Pinocchio and it's literally Geppetto sitting there and he's like, oh, Geppetto, you was the last of the kindling or whatever. And then Pinocchio, 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 <laughs> that's Pinocchio's <laughs> evil twin sister. Pino- that franchise didn't do as well. It didn't, it did not uh, catch <laughs> she on. She was made of metal. Uh-huh. Um, no, Pinocchio comes in and is like, oh, what's the matter, father? You know, he's like, oh, I have no more wood. And of course he's like, oh, that's so funny. I can't feel it because I'm made of wood. And uh-huh. then of course, Mad Magazine style, he like shoves Pinocchio into the oh, yeah. fire. It gets dark. And uh, and then he's like, oh, Petal, the chair is made of wood. Anyway, but that was like directly <laughs> from, so quick little snippets of that, like yeah. little blackouts. Um, and then the idea is that I think it would be, you know, maybe in New York or something and be a, a review that could kind of like change over time, you know. I think that's so fun. It was really fun. It's been a long time since I wrote in succession like that from like 10 to 6 every day. <laughs> and then, oh, you know, yeah, gosh. it was a lot. Um, but, uh, it was fun. It was fun. And you know, my God, it was just like, thank God I brought some yoga pants because it's the only way I fit in as a local. It's like right. literally nothing but very wealthy white people and bears. There was literally a mother bear and her two cubs that came down into town, even oh, though we were told that we probably yeah. wouldn't see them Yeah, because they're trying to eat for like the winter and there's like a low food supply and, um, 
Like it was honestly ridiculous. I drove, I rode my bike under them one day because you look up and like, there's just the, a bear hanging out on the branches. That's really cool. They had to relocate though. them, but it was a, uh, it was a pretty good walk to work. That's an amazing, there was a, there was a whole, um, I can't remember if it was this American, I always get them confused every single time, but, uh, radio lab in this American life. I feel like there was a, this American life story recently mm-hmm. about bears in a certain community where this person had sort of fostered and encouraged the bear to come into the community. And right. there was like a lot of drama between people who thought that was wonderful and magical mm-hmm. and they all loved it. Mm-hmm. And nothing, I don't think everything, anything bad ever happened to anyone in the community, but then something happened to the bear. It was very upsetting. And, but yes. it was just that whole sort of back and forth of like, what's, who's right and what is right when it comes to things like that. And well, it was weird. I guess they do have like a policy that if they like strike out or if they have any kind of issue, then they, like when they're then playing they baseball, have the, <laughs> they let them come in, play a few rounds before they, just they play, forage. They just play a, a pickup game. Uh-huh. And if they, and if, and if they, it's uh, they hit too many foul balls uh-huh. or then that's it. Uh-huh. Uh, they don't <laughs> they get, get to live anymore down. no they and then that's the oh. thing they said that they do they said they'd never do that to a mama bear cub because we were all very very concerned we were sure. like can we get on an email list can you keep us up to date with what happens with the bears yeah but it, but everyone just acts very normal the bears don't seem to obviously it's something that they're used to doing mm-hmm. and because they don't seem to really mind but at the same time you kind of wonder like because there's really like usually like one or two the whole week there was one or two people who went up and got way too close and you're like well, come on don't be an asshole of course um and then they they do put a trampoline under the under the tree at night they they uh use nice no they tranquil they shoot a tranquilizer dart into them and they literally relocate them and they actually have oh, a doctor check them out i was imagining so- <laughs> that they just put the trampoline so that they can bounce their it's way so that down. you can jump on it and get a, a closer <laughs> shot <laughs> but most of the shots are like fuzzy like back in the day like when maybe you just with your sister you throw the cat in the air and try to get shots of that oops maybe i did that and it's all it's all just literally a bunch of fuzzy shots of a terrified cat uh, my cats were fine everybody oh, but um but the one thing i kept thinking of is because it was just one trio of, of bears there wasn't like another bear sighting it was really just these three that like yeah. what's happening when they go back up into the mountains at night are the rest like what are the rest of the bears think are they just like did you did you fucking go down yeah. there again what are you doing I, you have what are you doing wearing a pair of sunglasses get- with the chain to keep them on <laughs> if that's not domesticated i don't know what is you're afraid to lose those sunglasses oh yeah and there was like an article about we, we found an article about when they came down maybe like 10 years ago in the exact same area and the boutiques were interviewed about it and that was just hysterical just classic aspen they're like it was hard because we had to close down all day although we 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 were we were able to open for an hour and it wasn't a total loss you know we sold a lovely inset golden diamond but literally like that was a quote from the it wasn't a total loss we sold a we sold a golden diamond watch thank god it it really is one of those colorado is such a strange wonderful state and it is you feel different i honestly feel like i was in a different country sometimes i totally agree and 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 aspen is is yeah, it's so specific because like as a as a person who, you know, particularly, I mean, if you live in New York City, it's a much more starker contrast than it is mm-hmm. if you live in LA. But even coming from LA, um, the few times that I've been up there, I've been in the over, like overall Colorado many times because my dad like wrote a ghost town book about it. Yeah, oh. yeah. So I've done, I've been to like the little small, like cute mining camps mm-hmm. and like, you know, even places like Breckenridge that, that aren't as like just one thing as Aspen is. Right. But I've only been, I've probably been Aspen, you know, seven times or something total mm-hmm. in my life. And uh, it really is like, there's just something so strange about you. You're in this high altitude. You have this very, you feel like your body has an awareness of how rugged it is. Mm-hmm. 
but then you have like this very polished little like yeah. downtown community and yeah it's, it's just so strange it is very strange it's like and you go to get coffee and it's like that'll be nine dollars yeah and you know absolutely just listening to people's snippets of conversations were just amazing you know and just what they talk about and that audience was interesting to perform for because we didn't quite know what their reaction would be and um i wrote a whole song called the white woman song <laughs> that uh i was like i don't know if they're gonna like see the humor in this or maybe just go that song's for me and there's no <laughs> irony to it whatsoever she really, gets me. she really gets me oh gosh um so i mean it was yeah it was very interesting i mean I, I, and, and at the same time i'm like Ugh, i get it i mean like i get I it. why know. wouldn't you come here and <laughs> i know i know <laughs> if you could i know it's a mixed it's a mixed bag it's a mixed of emotions bag. It's a mixed bag for emotions. sure yes did you guys, uh, what what was your f- growing up situation like? In Because obviously Orange County is another one of those areas where you can, people make assumptions about it in one direction or the other. Yes. It's like, no, actually I grew up in a Thai community or I grew right. up in a very Republican community or I grew up in this like very kind of, you know, scrappy Democrat. Like there's just no, you can't necessarily know when totally. someone says they're from the from uh, Orange County. It, I, it's very fascinating to me now because, yes, I did grow up in Orange County in Irvine. And, yes, that was naturally a more affluent part. But we were definitely one of the poor families that just happened to get in under the wire. Like, yeah. We were in like the lowest income housing in the most affluent area of Irvine. You know what I mean? The houses that were built first, the houses that were built down on the bottom of the, There's a little beautiful canyon called Turtle Rock and it's insanely uh, uh, amazing and unique and it's this little community all of its own and we were definitely on the bottom and then slowly all these houses got built up on the top and on the top and the top and like, and they all had certain names like literally at the top it was called the crest oh sure <laughs> sure it was and also because my mom was an educator she like insisted that we went to this private school I've actually talked about this on Paul's Spontaneous Nation podcast before at this very odd private school in Newport Beach and Newport Beach is like the top you know it's like if the show Laguna Beach or the show yeah. that, that's very real those are like the same kind type of girls yeah. that I went to school with 100% I mean we had we were so broke I mean my grandmother helped us out that's why my sister and I were able to go to that school but we were literally like the poorest people at the school my friends were like the weirdos and like the other nerds but a lot of them ended up having like you know the first divorces in the time you know remember, uh-huh. I remember you first heard the word divorce and it was like a so taboo it was like did you hear that Jennifer's parents are divorced oh my god divorced and yeah. her dad lives in a condo and there's yeah. like you know like I went to the first divorced dad condo you know and there was like very little furniture you know it's like the kind of place where it's like there's a chandelier over no table you know yeah. um and and I look back on it and now that I, you know, you become adults and you make Facebook friends with all these people that were like so mean to you years ago and you realize like a lot of these women, it's a very fascinating thing to me, the Orange County woman, especially like the 80s, the women that were going to the brunches and part of the charity leagues, just like my mom and played the game. I think so many of them were so unhappy and so many oh, of the marriages yeah. were actually super duper suffering. But Orange yeah. County in the 80s, like you were killing it. It was all about the ski trips. I mean, my school literally had something called ski week because that was just the time in February when everyone took a week off to go to Miami. And Amazing. everyone's parents met at USC, just like hands down. Yeah. And it was just this very weird school to be a part of when I, I was just like this huge nerd and we didn't have the money that anyone else did. I mean, like I would go to friends' houses and I was like, oh my God, my house would fit in your foyer. Yeah. Foyer. Um, and, you know, like we would do carpool some days and I carpooled with a family whose last name was The Prophets, <laughs> like literally oh the act of making money. <laughs> And I remember like that was like my first Mercedes I ever drove in. Yeah. And we drove instead like, you know, Volvo station wagons and like 
old school used cars and like i'm sure they were traumatized by having to sit in those cars naturally um so it was a weird experience because i from the outside you know i was like i wear a uniform and i go to this very specialized seemingly almost scarily religious and uh i don't know very white almost white supremacist school. oh yeah was it catholic or was it <laughs> no it was supposed to be non-denominational it... but we it's co-ed yeah. non-denominational but like we prayed and like we had a class called values that was basically bible school taught class. by the principal's wife and something more scary and insidious about when it they're being not called really bible, advertising uh, yeah being called values you know I mean? rather than just being that's called, right like, it was just called study. values yeah that's really interesting. and we had to memorize poems and like say them out loud at assemblies and i mean it was it was what contributed i think to me already being a huge nerd because this was the kind of place where and i know i, I talked about this before but um this is the kind of place where you had to like stand when the teacher came in to the room and wait to be seated mm. you couldn't raise your hand you had to have something called perfect posture which meant just sitting with your hands folded and like trying to make your spine straight and then they'd acknowledge you i mean we had to write How thank you notes class? like for any very small class, like yeah like kids or, yeah, yeah like 15 or so yeah. 20 and um and what was also so crazy is that like there was you know a faction of just incredibly Rich girls who it's so funny because and I don't want I don't mean to use the word a slut in a, in, a, in, a, in a bad way. I know that these days it's such a thing, you know, to call. And but like there right. was a way I don't even know how the the popular girls managed to make the same uniforms look slutty. I know. Like, <laughs> look like sexier. I'll say sexier instead. Sure, right. Sure. It's the same exact outfits. Is it just one extra button that's open? Right. Is it like the way they wore the sweatshirt around their waist and like just somehow or was the shirt one size extra? Is that way kind of hung on them the way it was always so fast fascinating to me i'm like how come taryn looks that way but i don't yeah. you know i mean i feel like i felt that way i didn't certainly went i mean i just went to public school so there were no uniforms mm -hmm. but uh but i remember that feeling even just about like particularly in junior high by high school i was a little more like you know just into looking weird and mm -hmm. stuff but like in junior high when i wanted to look like the popular kids same thing it was like just that classic little kid feeling of like, well, I feel like my jeans are almost exactly the same. Yes. They don't look like that at all. And also how they look like a little more mature, right? A little oh, yeah. older. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And they just, just have poised, this way about them. Poised yeah. And, and I just couldn't even figure out how to achieve that. I mean, the pictures that I sent you today Charming. was also, you know, I, my, my, I, my eyesight's so bad. I mean, I had glasses that six, six thick since like second grade and it was a kind where like they had to we had to buy special frames because like the um even how far you grind down the glass the prescription was so, still so thick it would barely fit <laughs> it wouldn't fit in the nicest frame so i had to get the thicker frames oh god um, bless you. i know and uh and you know i was i and i just does that do they make your eyes look bigger or smaller i think they make you look bigger i mean because i'm i'll put it jealous. this way they I, don't I make like you look more attractive <laughs> <laughs> that goes saying. they certainly don't help you out in I, any way i felt like my glasses because i don't i guess it's because i was nearsighted the glass in my glasses shrunk my eyes to smaller oh and that's i funny. was jealous of people or envious of people who had eyeglasses that made their eyes look bigger because i thought that was prettier you know what i mean it's like yes. oh it's more pretty to have these yeah big course, eyes like the extreme version of that is like uh, yeah made fun of just Fish the same eyes. way that tiny eyes are but. i didn't really have that i think the thing i remember most and you can see if you look at the picture it's just how the mostly just the frames covered half of my face yeah. <laughs> 
like two thirds of my face is lenses. Glasses you know were what I mean? Really big. They were just really I guess big. It was in for them to be big. Yeah. We all have seen John Lennon's glasses. They yes. have to be huge. They were like twice the size of those. Yeah. And I had some Lennon sunglasses that were twice the size that I. And here's the other thing. I remember loving them. What I kind of love is that there was a part of me that knew I was a nerd, but I had like about three other nerd girls around me. So like as long as you have some other nerds, you're fine. And and when I say nerd, I mean, listen, like, I mean, not only was there pressure to do well at that school by my mom, because she was such a, you know, stickler for grades that like m- both my sister and our and my and my our beds underneath our beds were littered with uh, any test that had a B plus or anything less than an A minus 100 percent hit them, wow. which is dumb because like you're still going to have a report card that yeah. gets and whatever. Um, no, but I understand the impetus to be the- like, I'm going to save myself the day yeah. by day anger by not exposing this or like why not that's right just chuck it away and we'll deal with a big one or whatever right but so it encouraged you to like you know if you're a kid who wants to please you know like I was then you're encouraged to be a nerd there and there was something that we'd have to do every year for about the first six years of uh, I guess like you know from like second grade to seventh grade something called spelling recall where you would require their whole this school's whole thing was reading and writing and to be honest they do teach reading and writing very well. Like mm-hmm. you end up having a very large vocabulary at a very young age. And like the way they teach conjugation and all this stuff is actually interesting. It's just too bad that it's surrounded by also this very crazy other like sort of, you know, Values. agenda. That's a little bit cre- cre- creepy. Um, but there was this, so we would learn these words and there would be a list of words. And then you knew there was going to be like a pop quiz on them on a Wednesday called spelling recall. And me and my friend Jennifer field would meet by the swings in the morning, not to smoke pot, but to review the words <laughs> for spelling recall. And I just didn't think at all that that was weird. I was like, "Mm, yeah, but what's great is so even though I was aware I was kind of a nerd, I would still look in the mirror and be like, I I love the glasses is amazing. I'm like, yep, looking good. (laughs) You got this, which is probably why, you know, I I, I did okay because I, you know, obviously as everyone does, you just learn to be well and also, you know, learn to be funny early on. Right. Mm. You know, um, so that, you know, the the girls and like, oh my God. And I don't want to call anyone out who knows who, who listens to this podcast, but it's fine. It's fine now. But back in the day, like even the names of the cool girls sound like the cooler names. Sarah Riff. Like, yeah. of course she was cool. Yeah. And like I could make Sarah laugh. She'd be like, oh my God, you're so funny. You know, and, and give that thing. Which they're also kind of saying, oh my God, you're such a nerd. This is all you have. Right. You know what I mean? Oh my God, thank God that you can laugh because otherwise I'd be so worried about you. Right. You'd probably be killed <laughs> because you're so nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but you know, you were protect. But when I look back at it, I mean, like I, in fourth grade, I had, <laughs> I had a perm, my first perm. Oh yeah. You mentioned that perm when we did. Oh, that's Paulette's right. Sorry, thing together, yeah. And I meant to ask you about that. Cause I remember and see, you the thing little, is I couldn't find, I was trying to find the picture in the yearbook of that. I couldn't find oh. it, but the, my hair takes up again. Like basically I am all glasses and hair in that fourth grade picture. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is that the year after I had actual friends, some of my good friends were like, Oh yeah, that hair last year it was rough. And I'm like, Oh my <laughs> God, are you recently serious? As last year. I remember how traumatized I was showing up the next day because I was just like I remember looking in the rearview mirror of my grandmother's car outside I was like oh my god oh my god I look like this oh my god so at that moment I was I think maybe that was actually the moment I became aware of looks and then all of a sudden was self-conscious for the rest of time yeah up to now Uh um it was that 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 perm was rough that perm was rough I didn't know what a perm I didn't even know what it meant you know what I mean yeah I didn't really meant permanent Uh (laughs) I thought it was just a cute short word not short for anything else like you'll look like this for all of fourth grade it will not help you out oh god um so I wish I could have found that I definitely looked like Annie and um did your grandmother think that she had done a great job. I think so. Yeah. But I mean, like she truly took me to her salon. I mean, it was just me so and cute. blue haired, you know, 
And it was just, uh, it was, and it smelled bad. I mean, like, honestly, I feel like they use chemicals from the 60s. Oh, you know, yeah. nothing was updated yeah, there. Yeah, You know, nothing sure. was updated there. Yeah. It was the kind of place where, like, you go to one that salon, and, like, they have one picture that looked like it was, like, an Olin Mills Sears f- picture of, like, a woman with, like, bangs who looked like, you know, Paula Abdul, and that's it. That was, like, <laughs> glamour, and that's it. Um, and you actually don't go out looking like that. Right. That would have been oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Paula Abdul would have been a great it's look. Too, that would have been fresh and current for them. that. Um, so yeah, I think it was after that that I became aware of like, oh, and I was like more aware of like, dudes like were teasing me and this and that, you know, and uh, it, I became more self-conscious for junior high, which was a bummer. I was still uh, so, so socially, outwardly, overly confident to make up for it. But I was like painfully aware at that point of like, oh, I, I'm not, I don't really have it going on, do I? Right. I don't really know what I'm doing. Right. And continued that way through all of high school so does that mean you didn't date anybody in high school no <laughs> high school know. college you know. jesus i have talked to three know. guys at least in college who because yeah, i still felt like i, I still break you know that, that i know it sounds stupid but that thing of like braces and still i mean i've seen pictures it's like look it looks like i didn't even brush my hair it's like there were things that you know i don't want to make anyone feel bad that late bloomers and everyone looked awkward but like beyond that i'm like did you shower like there were some things you could have done to help yourself uh-huh. out um but I remember like there's three separate guys like, you know, from theater school or my improv group in college that late, years later were like, oh, you wouldn't have anything to do with me. And like I had such a crush. I'm like, are you serious? I was like, I don't what? Huh, what? Yeah. You know, um, and there's a picture. I guess I could also send it to you that I was going to send to you. But it's because I was like 20, not really a teenager. But I look much younger and I still have the braces and I have <laughs> I actually have a double part. I mean, it's just what my hair is doing. It literally <laughs> looks like it has two parts. <laughs> Like, how does that, you know, so when a guy says to me, like, whoa, you, you ignore me. I'm like, no, no, I didn't even know how to part my hair, yeah. let alone assume any guy was interested in me. So no, I just made the decision for myself that no one's interested in me. I, I went to dances. I went to tons of dances in high school. I literally just thought the guy was just being nice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there were probably some guys who were a little bit bummed out, but I mean, I think of this poor guy. Mark McGill, who was really like this hot water polo player who was, you know, who was in my French class all four years of high school. And I just thought we were friends. You know what I mean? Because I was like, it's me. Like why? And it's right. Mark. Why would he ever, you know? And he knew I loved musical theater. I did all the musicals and school. I mean, that was also obviously what helped me, right? I did all the school mu- musicals. Mm-hmm. And so that was, you know, that was Nicole. She was the girl who was the act. So she's fine, right? right. I can be a little bit nerdy. Right. Um, and get away with it, sort of. <laughs> but he literally invited me to Beauty and the Beast. The tour was in LA at the time. And he, this motherfucker, literally, <laughs> this poor guy, he literally picked me up. I don't know how I didn't realize this was a date. This is how just not into guy. I, this was how poorly I thought of myself. Yeah. He picked me up. He was dressed up. He took me out. We went to this restaurant that doesn't exist anymore. I remember it was like a Steven Spielberg owned restaurant. What was it called? It was called The Dive. It was like a submarine themed restaurant by Century <laughs> City. <laughs> it probably had things like, you he know. probably so like, excited oh, to yeah. take you there. Like deep sea yeah. jalapeno poppers. Thieves. Like the, Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, I bet our waiter was like someone famous now. <laughs> I'm probably sure. like like David sure. Hyde Pierce. <laughs> like we look back, Niles waited on yeah. us. He brought me my calamari. Um, when we went in, we went to the Sea the Beauty and the Beast and then he literally drove me home. And I mean, I didn't as much as kiss him on the cheek. I literally left and I going, oh, what, how nice. He just took pity on me. How nice. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, poor Mark. Like, yeah. 
seriously yeah. i felt terrible like years years it's later like, i think what i found else? i found a letter I, yeah. that he wrote to me in his freshman year of college i was like this dude liked you i was like well, how did i miss out on that and it was just because a i was too busy in my room learning Sondheim musicals and I also just didn't um you know I didn't go to parties and I didn't I mean I live with my mother and grandmother which basically as a 15 year old I was living like a 75 year old I went to this local place it's like a elevated Denny's if I could say it for Uh that Coco's uh this store restaurant store um and we had the same waiter every Tuesday night I mean I was eating dinner at five at night like an 80 year old you know what I mean? And I had the same yeah. thing every week. Yeah. Grilled cheese with French fries and an appetizer of, of golden fried battered shrimp. <laughs> you guys, my physique was on point. Oh my God. And like, you know, that's what yeah. it was. Three women being like the usual Frank. Thanks. Yeah. You know, we went there for Christmas was she Eve one night. You? Yeah. She, okay, she so had she already was, made it to college. Yeah. 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 She was, she you was went in, there for Christmas. Eve? she was in college but when I had to, when we I had, when my mom and I had to move with my grandmother and uh, she was a little, she did better in high school because I mean, she would say not, she still felt like an outcast but she was like a swimmer you know what i mean so she was on the swim team she was an athlete Mm -hmm. you know that that helped yeah and on like student council and i was too but it was more but i did like the announcements in the morning and you know i did not do any of the sports yeah uh i remember the first (laughs) i remember the first um PE morning that we had and like we started out running and I was like this is great I'm gonna impress the coach and two seconds later I was sent back to the nurse with <laughs> asthma <laughs> running induced asthma which is a thing I guess <laughs> that's so sad <laughs> I was like I'm impress the coach. I finally found my calling I, I can't Oh. I guess it's not cross country for me, but I mean, when I, 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 we, I think we had a very forgiving school. I mean, we had a very academically, our school was not, um, known for its sports. It's still not, it was known for its academics. I mean, there were so many valedictorians in our school, like say would hall have 4.0 yeah. that there would be like 20 a year. Oh, and then when you applied for college, they did away with class ranking because again, if you were ranked a hundred, that looked like you were bad, but yeah. everyone was, you know, yeah so competitive you know it's a lot the uci the university of california Irvine, is there and so a lot of professors from different you know it's like a, there's like a high asian population there's a high, and honestly most of my friends were all asian kids i mean like my it was we, we were like it was a wonderfully diverse school um and so but again all my friends were really competitive and i was in all the ap classes and it was just it was super uh stressful actually um so in terms of like how awkward I was and the weird, strange choices I made. It was not so bad. It wasn't such a a high school full of jocks and whatnot. But I mean, when I still think back to it, I was like, I should have just been... I shouldn't have gotten away. I mean, I don't think I did get away with it. I mean, I was reminded early, lately of uh, my senior year when I decided to go to prom and I had a good friend and she really wanted, <laughs> she really wanted to, to, to dress up. And I don't know how I let her talk me into this because I found a picture of it and you can see on my face. I'm like, this is a mistake. Even then she like, wanted to go. She was really into the movie the first night. If okay, you can even imagine that wonderful. this movie was with Richard Gere and I want to say, was it Kira Knightley? I feel no, like it Julia was. The, that's right. I was going to say it's the woman from we Sabrina, which is also an amazing uh-huh. poll. Um, that's not what she's mainly known for. Wasn't she known from of Legends Snow. of the Fall? That's her. Is she in Legends of the Fall? Right. Oh, wait for you. I forever. know her from Smell of Sense of Snow because I really Smell like that. So that's, Snow, a, that's, that's another that's amazing poll. thing. Um, so yeah, like we decided she French braided my hair all night. That's how we slept. Uh, that's how we spent the night so that our hair would be naturally crimped. Why oh, we didn't just yes. get a crimping iron. I don't know. Cause those were still around <laughs> and rented medieval costumes. I'm not even kidding. I like Camelot. Love that and somehow so these two boys much. also went along with it. 
but it's not like they got laid because that's what we that's not what we did so it's like what was their motivation did they think they were going to like it wasn't a reality for me you know and I can remember I lived like an old woman I dressed like I borrowed my grandmother's clothes sometimes which again should paint a picture yeah lots of floral pantsuits that I thought were fabulous yeah and we there's pictures of this I mean like what do you think the rest of the people at the dance thought when they looked I mean like my god it is horrifying when I think about it (laughs) and the thing is it's like I really did I was into oh it's so embarrassing I was living like I mean it makes sense I didn't have the influences of a brother of a dad Uh he was out of the picture at that time and I was commuting to school because we had to move out of the zip code but we were just able to we used a family person's a family member's address yep so I didn't have a car I had to carpool my carpool was um, this guy named Scott and this guy named Brian. And Brian was kind of nerdy and Scott was my first gay friend. Although, you know, we didn't really know that was, you know, his his calling because he was, you know, didn't know how to put a name to it. And it was mm-hmm. a long time ago, right? When it wasn't like, no, not totally. every kid was coming out in high school. Not totally. like it's so easy now, but I think at least it may, hopefully, I hope it's, it's easier I it's now. Not easier. It's I just hope it's a little more places. accessible or there's, you yeah. know, a voice to be given to it. But back in the day, all I remember was we, you know, he had a six CD changer, which was very exciting uh-huh. all we did was listen to just every Broadway musical I mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Patti Lapone, and then we listened to Bette Midler and you know it's like it didn't dawn on us right I mean I remember he and his friend Trevor begged me to go see Priscilla Queen in the desert with them it was playing at like a local art house and oh, they were like you yeah. have to come with us I'm like why yeah. why do you have to come because I love that bringing a girl would make it legit They're like no no right. see we're straight because we both right. are in a threesome with this girl like <laughs> and I remember going it was just me and them and just a bunch of 50 year old men and I was like this movie's fabulous yeah. why am I the only girl here <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was my reality. So, you know, when I, when I was in that house, all I wanted, I was into old things. I was into antiques. I was into like the civil war. I was into, (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I was obsessed with old books and like old writing, like stuff that literally I can't stand, you know, like in old antique things that you're just like, why do you need that's clutter? Throw Uh it away. Um, I was obsessed with the movie Fragrant Tomatoes. I think I went to see that movie maybe six That's times a, in the theater. Listen, I'm right there with you. you well, guys. Listen, there was an edgy lesbian relationship <laughs> kind lesbian, of that we never even get, really got to see. But all I was obsessed with the way they dressed, right? Because I was like, I should have been more in the 30s. It was that high-waisted pant on Mary Louise Parker, right? And a silk top. But, you know, when I went looking for that in the store in the 90s, there wasn't really, you could go to anthropology now and get that look instantly no, right, and it'd be adorable, right? right? A right. high-waisted yeah. pants with like big buttons, adorable, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. But the only thing I had was like the Liz Claiborne section for wi- <laughs> I literally did look like a lesbian in her mid-50s. I mean, I was wearing oh, khaki pants with like a billowy silk shirt, <laughs> like a boxy silk shirt. I mean, I looked like some woman That's named Roz right. who works at like, you know your accountant's office or yeah. something and i thought i but again i thought i look i thought i hit the mark you know what i mean i was I like i've got it. this i've got it i love it did you crush on people from oh my afar? god oh god yeah yes i mean i there was um there was a neighboring high school there were three high schools basically on the same street just miles apart from each other in irvine and uni was the academic school woodbridge was the girl where all the place where all the girls were easy and the men were jocks uh-huh. literally <laughs> that's course. where woodbridge was the party school mm-hmm. and then irvine high was like a g- healthy mix of everything mm-hmm. and it was like where everyone wished they could have gone at least that's where i wished i could have gone and the drama departments you know we were a tiny group because you like you know we did like shakespeare festivals and we did all the festivals in high school it's just hysterical to go to some of these things i mean it's just nothing but theater nerds screaming wah, wah, you know yeah. just like screaming for the next this is a scene from as you like it and that you know or then there's always yeah. a there's always a school that decides to do like a serious one mm-hmm. like there was this play called david and lisa it was like 
literally like just about like a mental institution uh-huh. and I just love how like kids always wanted to do that stuff oh you yeah. know and yeah. they still do because like i'll still go to like high schools and like do like a musical theater workshop with the kids and the music they choose is so dark you know it's like all these songs about like you know you know they're singing the most ridiculous things like you know you broke my heart <laughs> and it's you know and like <laughs> i thought i knew what love was or just like i'm standing on an edge of a precipice and i'm literally like how come no one sings from camelot anymore I like have no idea what the songs are from. I'm like, what's that from? Yeah. Not, they're like, it's from Edges. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's an anthology. It's just a song. It's like, a, it's a song cycle called Edges. Oh and I'm just God. like, what is that? And yeah. why are you guys so unhappy? But yeah. like, I remember like, I, I was like, I would listen to Tori Amos and Indigo Girls and just be like, this is my life. And I, I get so this. And it's like, what? so many <laughs> it was feelings. like, we were so dark. So, you know, oh. I, I, I would, we, so we'd go to see all the different plays at the different high schools and Woodbridge was okay. Right. That was okay. another strength that Irvine had, Irvine had the hot straight theater guys. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there was one guy and it was like the two most whitest name. I mean, like one was like, it was like something like Mark Allen and then the next one it was Matt Gibson and I was love both of them. Yeah. And yep. I ended up going on dates with both of them. That was the first, that was the first time I think maybe actually like acknowledged that someone liked me back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Matt Gibson. I forget it. He was in Flowers for Algernon, which that's a, <laughs> that's a really, yep. He played Charlie really intense, upsetting yeah, he played Charlie, show. Like the mentally, you know, sort of like challenged like oh, guy. So it was like a very dramatic, you know, oh, yeah. it was like how in high school is this guy? So I hear Matt's going to graduate early and go to AMDA in New York, which he did and left me. And he oh, tried to write no. me letters, but it didn't last. And here's how, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, God, the things that you remember. So we bonded one night. It was like some like intramural party where, you know, <laughs> uni people can come watch a football game at Irvine High. And that's when I met him. And like I had a friend who went to Irvine High and she sat behind him in math. And it was like, I brought you up today. I just love that shit. When it's like, oh, yeah. her, oh, you know, she yeah. didn't even text me. I guess I don't even know how we There's were communicating no at yeah. that point. Did she yeah. send me a letter? Did she call me on the phone? <laughs> She'd be like, I, I talked to him today. I talked uh-huh. to him about you. Oh my God, what do you say? What do you say? Um, but literally we bonded one night. Cause like, I don't know. We went out like a bunch of people about how much he loved scent of a woman. This was also <laughs> very big at the time. Do you remember that movie? It was such a bit like, oh, I remember again, these are the kinds of things like I bought the soundtrack to that yeah. movie. Yeah. The first three <sighs> CDs that I bought back when they were at Sam Goody and mm-hmm. in like rectangular sized boxes yeah, sure. so that you couldn't steal them. Sure. Was Little Mermaid. Great. The soundtrack to Top Gun. <laughs> Great. And the soundtrack Great. to Son of a Woman. <laughs> Great. I mean, the Top Gun soundtrack is pretty Look, classic. it still holds up. But I mean, what kind of a, what kind yeah, of a person buys those? Scent of a Woman anyway, is a great um, one. I'm still catching up on music and bands I that I was supposed to know. I a single song. Like, nothing about the soundtrack to Scent of well, a Woman you know, is memorable to me. What's interesting is, is you, you don't realize her, it is because it was one of the first things Thomas Newman did. Now, he's done everything. Like, uh, you know, he does Find Me Nemo. Yeah, he has a very yeah, specific yeah. sound. Yeah. And when you listen to Descent of a Woman, you're like, oh, this is where he started. Like, it's kind of just a like basically just a variation on that Mm -hmm. but i was obsessed with the tango that he does with gabrielle anwar from burn notice (laughs) um but literally there's a whole monologue he does at the end right yeah the whole thing where he's like if i'd have known what i had known years ago i would have taken a flamethrower to this place (laughs) like that whole thing (laughs) it's this epic monologue and it makes sense that like a kid who wants to be like a serious actor in a senior year of high school would be like obsessed with al pacino so i went home and I memorized. Oh, I was so <laughs> hoping you would say that. I was dreaming of word you for that. word, so that the next time mm. I hung out with him, I could do it with him. 
it worked. He kissed me on Christmas <laughs> night, y'all. Boom. Braces and all. I believe you mean booyah. <laughs> nope. That would be too cool. Oh, yeah. You're right. Hua. Hua. Yeah, there we go. Hua. Hua. Yeah. I mean, oh um, yeah. So that was, he was, that was definitely my high school crush for sure. 100%. Well, he liked you back. That's a big. I he mean, did like me back. You know, deal. that was a pretty good pull for me. You would have, you would have thought that that would have given me some sort of confidence, but instead, it just like broke my heart that he left. That's right. He didn't graduate. He left a year early and went to New York. Oh, he really did. <laughs> he really straight up did. Is so it was he, our junior year that that happened. Have you kept track of him? Has he done? Has he? Is he a Broadway theater actor? He is actually like a freelance writer in New York and does like really cool pieces. On, I mean, he's actually doing God's work, man. I mean, like yeah. he's done a, a piece on like the unemployed and our country. I mean, he's very, very. He's always like publishing amazing stories, and I yeah. think he has a couple books out. He's done very oh, well great, for himself. Great. Um, but like he was the classic. He looked like oh god. <laughs> This is good. I love this show is so <laughs> this podcast is so it's built for me. For you. you guys I love it. Just hang out for I've a while. Go get yourself to do some less lunch. work to I'm pull so information. Sorry. Like, no, it's great. Are you kidding me? Um the reason why I remember this just now, the reason I was so obsessed with him is because who I tr- my true love at this time <laughs> was Robert Sean Leonard from Dead Poets. Oh, Society. of course. <laughs> Neil, right? Please. To this day, Kills I remember I remember meeting to be an actor. I remember meeting Kurtwood Smith at like a Fox party and I actually couldn't really talk to him because I was like, You you're the reason why Neil killed himself you were you were a cold-hearted dad yeah when, when in fact my scary. husband and i have this has had discussions lately he's like when we talk about it, he's like actually you know the dad was really just trying to you know i feel like neil made things difficult for him i was like why are we arguing that side of this <laughs> um but to me he was that was literally it for me yeah. long lanky pale brown haired and like super into poetry and got to play puck i mean that was his ma- that was the kind of man that i was into yeah super un- unaggressive yeah <laughs> so timidy will you just take me home dad? and maybe hold my hand <laughs> and maybe spoon me and then maybe recite some shakespeare yeah. and then that's it it's very safe and it's then we'll sleep safe. in separate beds yeah <laughs> and uh yeah so and honestly this matt kid he looked just like him like there he really go. did a look a look a lot like him did and you I was think just like, to the point where people told him he did you think you know i don't know if they did i might have come up yeah. it probably came up i'm sure that i was an idiot and asked him that the yeah. exact thing or like just you know what i bet i probably did is like asked him if he knew Dead Poet Society hoping he would just start doing some of Neil's lines <laughs> so that I could really have the full fantasy right. come to light you know right. what I mean and um yeah so it's just weird for me when he showed up as like a tv star like for the longest time to me Robert Sean Leonard was like my secret you know what I mean Understood. I was like I, don't, I need him to not be mainstream and then all of a sudden and he was also, on and then was he, it really house was, that he, he was on, on house and, and I, like, I agree with it. you where was he until then yeah because he was it doing was a lot like, of theater so, which yeah, I loved he go. did Broadway and I was there just like good the secret's safe yeah yeah, yep. he did. It was a shock when he turned up on House. Everyone yes. thought that he had committed suicide for real. No. It was very weird. In fact, I want to I want to say that because it was a Fox party, that they both were there in the same night and my head exploded. Oh, sure. I believe I witnessed them sure. in the same room during yeah. the same evening and it was really weird for me. Like that was a weird that was a very com- that full circle moment. That was definitely like Because it makes sense. It was House. It was a uh, uh, Family Guy. Yeah. Uh that 70s show. Yeah. And yeah. then I, yes, that's exactly right. No, I'm sure right. you're right. So weird. That's that was weird. definitely one of those movies where I remember, and I, in fact, Craig Kikowski has a podcast called Craigslist, oh, and yes. it's on his oh, list, perfect. and I happened to be the guest for that episode, oh so God, I so watched jealous. it for the first time in God knows how long. Yeah. I also had more sympathy for the dad than I realized I would. <laughs> Isn't that funny? No, no, no. It's still he, harsh. I couldn't it's, disagree with his choices more. 100%. It's only that when, his, when he does kill himself, his performance is actually so brilliant and so heartbroken I and know. tender. 
that I was like, I, when I was younger, I had no patience for it. It didn't, I was like, I don't care if he's sad now, but as an adult, I was like, Oh my God, he realizes immediately what he's done and he feels responsible. And I felt such pain for him. Totally. It really changed my opinion about it. Uh, Two things that are also fun about that scene is like the weird, just go back and look at the weird green pajamas that Robert Sean is wearing as Puck. And just how they just kind of just didn't give a shit with the weird like head wreath that they gave him. It's just yeah. all very slap shot. It almost looks like a like a Kermit the Frog. It's outfit. a very Kermit the Frog yeah. outfit. And then when the curtain comes down, the reaction of the cast is primo. It's yeah. literally <laughs> such a like a, a riff on the making fun of what cast do. we yeah. did it. Yeah, like it's it's a, it's on par <laughs> with um, so Michael Hitchcock's face when the balloons come down yeah. and waiting for Guffman and he goes. Yeah. Oh it's like that um and then one other thing is i took uh, with modern dance came up on the, the on the that spontaneous nation earlier oh yeah that's and, right we uh, both took modern dance. when i was listening to it i was reminded of the fact that because i really couldn't dance so what i got away with was more like performance pieces great and great. i truly did a i was like i'm just going to tell a story in dance right that's what i'm going to do because mm-hmm. i can't spin or do the splits yeah and i literally spliced together the music from princess bride the sword fight with the music of the final track on the scent of a woman (laughs) (laughs) and i can't remember what the the third one was the story was like uh, that i was an actor in a performance and i had to do like a sword fight and then the final scent of woman music was me taking my (laughs) i mean i would give I would there are certain things uh, I, I you know I don't, I don't I don't know so on day to day I don't know where I am at with God <laughs> or the universe but what I do think I hope when you die one of the things I hope is that you get to choose like maybe five things that you can replay from your life and that is one thing that I hope I get to sit and watch oh, is that, I love that goddamn dance because that would probably make me laugh so incredibly hard oh my god you know what I love and about I wore a gypsy skirt said. remember those when that was like a big oh, deal hell yeah tank top like rib tank top yeah. with like a long gypsy skirt 100% because for me I like I was very self-conscious about you you know, like I thought I had just had a big butt, which hila- what's hilarious. You too. I wore the baggies. Yeah, pants. yeah, yeah. What's it? Yes. I Try to dress as a boy. Shorts. Yep. I either wore a long skirt or like yes. house coats that my grandmother would have worn that yep. I stole from the drama department. Yeah, yes. Or like, yeah, gypsy skirts were like such a gift because it was yes, like, oh, they it's were kind of feminine and sexy. Exactly. But it hides everything. Hides everything. When really, <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I, I also would wear a sweatshirt around my waist. That classic move. Yeah. Which is like that makes your ass I look know. twice I, as big. I but know. I was like, no, no, it covers it up. Sometimes I still do that. Sometimes, oh, like, me too. I'm wearing like, please yoga pants and i'm hiking and i'm like oh i'm hiking in quote yep. unquote i'm hiking quote unquote yep. in griffith park i'm gonna go ahead and tie the sweatshirt yes. around my waist to hide my thighs yes. and my butt giving me a profile and a silhouette of like <laughs> like a, a like giant a, yeah, like a sack of potatoes bigger, yeah. literally that's yeah. still my move when i'm rehearsing like mm-hmm. for a play or a musical in front of a mirror if i'm in yeah. a rehearsal room excuse me still my move on. literally that on tie there. that lululemon jacket yeah. around my waist which is just in, in and then it, inevitably it starts falling off and the flap and the pe- flapping the on flap. this side yes, of like if, if it's not a sweatshirt oh my it's a god. jacket the flap yep. is a real is a real problem yep oh my god i love that you know the gypsy skirt <gasps> oh god the gypsy skirt oh yeah for sure it's probably the incorrect name skirt. for it it's probably offensive yeah uh oh i guess you're right god <laughs> damn know. it um okay so the I play this mash game at the end of the podcast. I, I think it, does, it was it's a really great segue from this idea of getting of like, oh, if I could see five things replayed. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So I would love to start with that as a first topic. So we'll do three <laughs> scenes oh, from your life. You don't have to be dead. This is the mash universe where just tomorrow I could play you three scenes. Oh, you'll only end up with one because, you know, mash uh-huh, is an eeny, uh-huh. meeny, miny, mo situation. But three that you would uh, want to see again. I'm going to comfortably put that in first your dance montage that's probably i would say that's probably a good one okay yeah i would say that's probably a good one 
Um, oh, wow. There's just so many. Oh, okay. I have another one. Good. It gives me a minute to think. Don't you worry. Yeah, you take all the time you need while I look in my secret tray of shit (laughs) that is where also the napkins for eating in front of the couch are. Excellent. Uh, Okay, so I'm putting in modern dance. Um, okay, so modern dance, and then, let's see, stuff that isn't, because it's interesting, because again, there are, that's one of the few things that wasn't videotaped, because honestly, I do have footage of all of the musicals that I did do, nice, which are just basically me copying, you know, the soundtrack of like the Broadway musical itself. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, oh gosh, this is hard. Um, I mean, I, uh, I wouldn't, okay, this, here's one. Also, these aren't like, this is the problem with mashes that they feel like really significant questions, but I'm also asking you to improvise off the cuff. So it's like. Oh, uh, oh, you want me to improvise of, the scene? Oh, no, 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 oh. no. I'm just saying like, it's a guarantee I'm that so like two hours I just want to do it right. Whatever it is I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I'm just saying like. Listen, it's, it's, it's like I'm at an audition. Okay, no, okay. that's great. No, so what was I to do? You want yeah, sure, no t- problem. A little tenser, okay. a little more tense. Yep, is my voice going up? Yep, I want to get out of here. Did I get the job? No. Nope. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, I'm just saying like, I'm asking you these like big significant questions, but you have no time to prepare them. So then you no, give no, answers. No, no, this is fine. And I've then two hours from one. now, you'll be like, oh, why didn't I oh, say? Oh, of course I will. You know and I will goes. beat myself up for the rest of the day. Perfect. Um, no, no. Here's something. Oh, golly. Here's something I did. Um, so my uh, junior year, I, I ran for, um, and they did a whole thing. It was, they tried to mimic the actual like, um, electoral college. And when they would elect student council members, like you get the whole day off of school and people would come and represent different states. It was crazy. It was supposed to teach us about (laughs) democracy. And, um, to us, it was just a free day to go to the gym and eat bagels. And I was running for public relations, which was, uh, incidentally the same job Will Ferrell had at my same high school years before. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure I was nearly as good as him, (laughs) but I decided for my speech as I stayed up till like late at night, cause I didn't know what to do. I was like, ah, I just got to do something that'll get everyone's attention. And (laughs) I decided to go for, there were two days we have to do, gave a speech. Like one was a preliminary thing. And then like the next time before everybody, I was like, I'm going to write a whole speech. And then I'm going to memorize it backwards. <laughs> and after I say my speech, I'm going to say, I'm so willing to do anything for you guys to entertain you that I learned my speech backwards. Oh, I oh said, no, this God. is, I can actually remember this because I said, for instance, I'll say my speech backwards and I can still remember backwards, say instance, my speech, literally. I can oh my God. Oh, <laughs> backwards, Nicole. speech backwards, my instance. I can't remember what it was. I stayed up all night. I know. Is this not, this is terrible. I mean, like, this is just, uh, makes so, everything makes so much sense. I memorized the whole goddamn thing. But then the next day, so this is the, this is what I want to see. Even though it'll be cringeworthy, I would just laugh too hard. I got up there. I did the whole speech. I've got them in the palm of my hand. And this is why I only remember those four words because it was like backward speech, my say all instance four, and then nothing. (laughs) Just lost it just blanked just done (laughs) literally a sea of faces looking at me and I went well you get the idea (laughs) and to be honest everyone probably thought well yeah that'd be impossible so yeah that was the whole bit right and it was just such a waste I was like I just I had it yeah like what I was that was a wildly ridiculous thing to try That's to do anyways. So stressful to But I would absolutely doing... love to watch what felt like oh, probably yeah. like an hour's worth of silence. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> oh, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's beautiful. So I would like to see that. And then the last thing I would like to see is something that did not end up on tape, but it was uh, a, a production of Into the Woods in my junior year of high school. Great. And for those of you who don't know that show, it basically is a fairy tale mashup and it mashes up Cinderella and Rapunzel and Little Riding Hood and then these random characters called the Baker and the Baker's Wife. And it turns out the Baker is like Rapunzel's sister, I think. Yes. And so they want to have a kid and a witch comes to visit them and they say, she says, if you want to have a kid, you have to go get me four things, right? You have to get, this is pertinent to the story. Trust me. Um, <laughs> you have to get hair as yellow as corn, Cinderella, uh, Rapunzel's hair and a couple of things. And they all pertain to Jack and the Beanstalk and all the other, like Cape is red as blood. So I was the Baker's wife and she, in a scene, she has to get Rapunzel's hair. And so... Our, our drama department was run by a crazy man who literally would like rent $30,000 sets for us oh and threatened to cancel the show like the night before opening, oh. even though it's like a school sanction event, he yeah. can't do that. But he literally, it was like he was Bob Fosse and it was yeah. like, you know, the seventies and we were on Broadway it. and it was so dramatic. Right. And, um, and so, you know, he, he got these sets, but not, they weren't always the safest. And there's this, so the, the woman who played the Rapunzel was this tall Indian woman, gorgeous named Sherry. And she was she's like a basketball player. She was like, you know, she was a tall person and a, I luckily the, a strong person. The, 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 the fuck you of like hair is gold is gold. No, we're going to cast a beautiful Indian girl. Well, Uh-oh. that would be great. Uh-oh. Except for Mr. Trevino made her wear very light. Oh, got base. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, great. <laughs> mm-hmm, got it. Got we it, got literally it. had like Red Riding Hood was a lovely Korean girl who also was in white face. And so was Rapunzel. Good. It was, again, good, good, good. one of those things you look back on, you go, holy God, yeah. that was so wrong. Yeah. So besides the many infractions, he's already <laughs> in, infringed upon the these poor students. Set. Yep. She's standing on this tower oh and I go to pull a, a hair out of her head and in front, in front of an audience live, everything. And normally it was just a piece of hair that was tied to... Um, to the hair and it just came off but it really didn't come off so i gave another good yank and it didn't come off i was like oh one more yank and i cleared the stay i cleared to like the stage right and i looked back in time to see the tower oh literally God. go oh forward back and then like the world oh was coming apart fall oh God. all the way to the stage it caught a piece oh of the set on the way down so it was this horrific oh crackling sound like dust flew out from oh under it when God. it boom like that inches from the orchestra pit yeah. and their faces are yeah. horrified and i literally think i was like you think for one minute can i can i play this off yeah. <laughs> i go oops and then just dead silence and she's not moving i mean honestly i was like yeah. i killed rapunzel yeah and the sound guy came running down barreling onto the stage i turn around and look like offstage everyone's looking at me like with white eyes like oh my god oh my god oh my god I would love to see this, especially because I know it turns out fine. But he gets her up and she literally looks at the audience and goes, bye. (laughs) She's so out of it. Wait, here's the crazy thing. Okay. I've been, I've been, I've been in, uh, on a national tour of a Broadway show. I've been, I've been in situations where it is that professional and we stop for emergencies. I have been in them. Right. We did not stop for this emergency. (laughs) And this was at a school. How this man was not sued, how this school was not sued. I don't understand. All I know is they struck up the band and I sang the next song all the while I could kind of see the flashing lights of the paramedics because the door to the outside was right off stage and remember she's a six foot tall Indian woman in white face who's just explaining she fell out of a tower oh god oh god (laughs) and she finished the show she did she did she even added a line there's a line where like the witch runs into her that's her fake mom and she's like what did I ever do to you and she's supposed to be like well you abandoned me and you made me bear twins and you killed my prince and she goes and I fell out of 
Dower. I mean, what classic winner. Yeah, what classic a pro. callback. I know. And it got around school and people saw me the next day and were like talking about how I almost killed Rapunzel. And I oh saw God. that girl maybe three years ago and she definitely brought it up. <laughs> it was not my fault. Here's the other great thing is that the Irvine World News was there, the local oh paper. And I was like, maybe they won't mention it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the main like, you know, like little title underneath the thing said hurtled to the stage with a sickening thud. Hurtled yeah. to the stage. And every time I was mentioned, it was like Parker seemed thud. visibly shaken, oh. but managed to turn in a decent performance. It's like, what kind of reviewer actually reviews these children doing the show and critiques how I handled it? Oh Perhaps God. next time Parker should cut with a pair of shears. Oh a lot God. less dramatic, but far safer. It literally said that. It literally said that. So the teacher had to actually stand oh on the uh, on the thing for the rest of the shows because we had like three oh. more shows. Um, yeah, I, that was my first review ever in life, by the way. I gotta, okay, I just gotta say one thing and then I'll get Those are my three. these categories because that's amazing. And if you have, first of all, maybe if you've told the story before, someone has already told you to listen to this. Okay. But there is, I'm sorry, I'm doing it for the second time in the podcast, uh-huh. of This American Life episode. Oh, It's uh-huh. quite an older one. Okay. The title of the episode is called Fiasco. Uh-huh. And it's three stories about fiascos. Ira Glass does a very nice job at the top of describing what makes a fiasco a fiasco. Nice. And then Jack Hitt is this wonderful uh, contributor that I always love his pieces. And he tells a story about seeing um, a Peter Pan production of a community theater mm-hmm. that you will love. Uh, you will love I will have to listen to it I may have seen Fiasco. the visual of it I don't know if yeah. it's the same thing that is online where all the children start flying out of nowhere no out of their beds. no <laughs> but that sounds great too oh, look, that's it's amazing oh, I God. mean stage mishaps because of yeah. that one have become my favorite yeah. over time like oh, so I can't get enough of them as long as everyone's okay as long as everyone's but I mean safe. Like, that one where the Helen Keller falls off the stage because she's so committed I mean it, it, and they're always in high school because no yeah. one's you know safety has not become a priority not at all. for not whatever at all. reason yeah. you know what I mean not at all yeah Oh, that's okay. Beautiful. I will listen okay. to it. Fiasco. Fiasco. Got it. You'll love it. Um, okay. Next category is uh, let's do three musicals that um, magically become real in some way that you can just go into them and live in those worlds and be with those characters whenever you want. Oh my God. That's so good. Uh, Guys and Dolls, number one, Great. because it is my favorite. And because it's like my favorite style, it's the most classic musical to me in, in the world and the style that I love and just like the men in the suits and I would 100% go straight in and be a doll and right. wear the lines up by the back of my legs and you know, the whole thing. Uh, so that one for sure, 100%. Right. Um, now it gets tricky. So uh, is it lame to say wicked? No. Because I love that world so much and I miss it. But it's like... Such a fully realized world. The design of it mm-hmm. was like so perfect and so clear and had such a specific take immediately, you know, that like if I had to pick like a supernatural world to go into, yeah. that's probably the one that I would go into. So that I'm just going to be Put lame it. and say one that I was in. <laughs> that's not lame. This um, is yours. You get to make it whatever you want. Yeah, man. This is, uh, and then let's see, a third one. It would be weird to not say a Sondheim one. Um, but... Uh, Let's see. Hmm. I'm going through all the classics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hold, please. I guess I'd probably have to say 42nd Street. Oh, great. Yeah, because again, same thing. It's just, it's like one of my favorites. Yeah. And 
Ugh, the it, costumes. It's it's great. <laughs> Anything that's like a snapshot into a just the classic, yeah. especially like I always loved any musical, even when I was doing them at the time in New York, to go past the stage door of like my friend was in Forty Second Street at the time and. Ugh, I'd see her come out of the stage door and just like, you know, the Coral Scrolls just have that look. They still do, but they've got now they're like their street clothes on, but they've got their makeup still on because it's a two show day. Right. And it's just like, that's my dream, man. <laughs> I was great. never a leggy dancer like that, but that's my dream. Uh, yeah. So I'd be in like a fabulous leggy dancey world. That's great. Mm-hmm. Please, please. They're a natural at this game, <laughs> unsurprisingly. Okay. Next category is let's do three real places anywhere in the world. Uh, if getting to them were no issue, uh, they would have a vacation home oh god hawaii no problem right immediately i mean doesn't even matter where yeah just some place with a little bit of beach right on the beach um south of france yep yep little house vineyard love it a third place if travel was no issue um (laughs) aspen (laughs) No, I mean, um, like, uh, let's, let's think, let's think. That's, that's if I can't come up with a third. Um, I don't know. Uh, here's what I'll say. <laughs> I really do wish that New York City was closer. No, I totally I wish it. that I could snap my fingers and yep. on any given day, just get there. Yeah, yeah. A, because half my life is there. Yeah. And like, because I just wish it was like in San Francisco so I that totally it was easier it. to just, yeah. do, it shouldn't be on the Same other side of the zone. country and it drives me crazy. Yeah. If we could just move New York a little closer, I don't want to move closer there because now we get bad weather. Yeah. New York just needs to head towards the West Coast. I'm great with it. So I think that that's doable, I want to <laughs> say. Call me an optimist. How, if everyone <laughs> Call me uses, a dreamer. If everyone dri- is, agrees to drive one U-Haul from <laughs> yeah. everywhere they are in the United States yeah, to yeah. help out those New Yorkers. Yes. How many miles will it. that U-Haul? No, just go. Sorry, it was a math problem. <laughs> don't even. Don't even. Um, um, okay, next category is, uh, this is a perennial favorite of mine. I have to include it every time. Three foods that in our reality are, you're allergic to, they're bad for you, you can't have it all the time because oh. it's from a faraway place, oh. anything like that, that in this world, it's good for you, and you can have it in perpetuity without having any negative physical ramifications. You won't oh. gain weight, you won't get sick, you won't ha- get a sugar rush, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Yeah, you can just like conjure it up at the snap of your fingers. Oh, wow. Um I'm not really allergic to anything, but uh, wine. Great. All the wine. Yep. All of it. Uh, in and out. Great. And uh, 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 Lay's sour cream and onion potato chips. Ooh, I'm, a, I'm a salt person. <laughs> Me too. Me except too. for wine. All, except for all the sugar that's in wine. <laughs> except for the pounds and pounds of sugar what? that are in but wine. It's still not, you're still not describing like marshmallows. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't need a health nut. <laughs> all the wine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's oh. funny about can i say this one thing really quick because i feel like you'll appreciate this uh uh bless its heart groundhog day the musical just closed uh, yesterday and um there was one song where the girl uh you know the Annie mcdowell role uh talks about what she would do um in the show oh, sure. like in the show she sings sure. about what she would do if she got to have her time again sure, makes sense. and i and i will say that i wanted the lyrics to be a little more what i feel like me and my friends would say because in the song it sort of says like i learned to paint and run up hills and you know, do I'm like no, no, no. The the lyric should be I drink all the wine. Uh-huh. At first, like literally, are you talking to me? Are you saying to me that there's no consequences whatsoever? Right for date, like what you just said right. to me. It's like right. Oh, I eat I eat all the wine. Yeah, eat yeah, all the wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd freeze it in. You guys, popsicles. I eat all the wine in any kind of form that I yeah, could get it in, yeah. whether it was frozen, a popsicle, a wine sickle. Right yeah, you know what I mean. And like I eat, eat all eat, I eat all the snacks. Yeah, like it, like why aren't we talking about that? And I personally yeah. thought that it would be. 
even more interesting if they switched the male role to the female role. And there was the lady that got to live every day because kind of don't you think that would be interesting? Yes, I do. Thanks. I, I do. just wanted to be validated on that. Uh, I didn't even know it was a thing. And now it I have was a, a thing. And immense curiosity. About well, it, you know, look it up. But if you look up the song, it's called If I Had My Time Again. Uh, and I'm not trying to uh, poop on the song or anything. It's a fun song, but I just kind of was like, there has to be more hedonism to it than, than well, it's yeah. just kind of like, just let her have a little more fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I, I know you. that sometimes we think of like girls like, I would just watch the sunset. It's yeah. like, no, I would eat till I passed yeah. out yes. for like five months yeah. before I ever got depressed. <laughs> I was stuck in a loop. You know what I mean? I would just take time to yeah. myself. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I'd find the one room where no one enters the whole day and I'd sit there uh-huh. <laughs> like seriously. And yeah. then where are the men? I mean, you yeah. know, there was no mention of that. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. It needs to be a little more a a needs to be a little <laughs> saucy. Um, speaking of men, this is alternate universe, uh, sexy times or, you know, alternate universe, husband, companion, whatever can be any sort of way you want to think about it. And, um, it can be characters from books. It can be characters from musicals, actors, living or dead Mm -hmm. up to you, but three, uh, say it again. (laughs) Like, uh, you know, like, uh, well, well, I always loved, um, you know, 1960s era Paul Newman, like that sort of. Or like, and well, I'm I would love the person. Sorry, I literally like, spaced no, 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 that totally question. Okay. It's like, uh, it, I'll tell you, you why could, later. You could say, <laughs> let me give you an example. Um, you could be like, well, I find Brad Pitt very attractive, but I, I don't actually want to like have him as like my alternate universe husband. So I'll say Brad Pitt, but that would just be for sex. Um, I love Matt Damon. You know what I mean? This like is someone would I would be, choose as a mate. Yeah. Uh, but just okay. but any era living or dead and can be <sighs> characters from things too it doesn't have to be like a neil from, from their dead post. <laughs> yeah that is what i'm talking about that is what i'm talking about uh, i'm not gonna be able to come up with three because i have quite a few um benedict cumberbatch is sherlock holmes great 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 these are a bunch of weirdos uh um, oh my now. other huge crush as a kid was kevin costner from field of dreams oh that's great from that one specifically <laughs> that is so specific i know that that's three but i'm gonna have to do a few more Paul okay Newman, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you uh i'll give you a double category so you three more thank you uh these these are a pair paul newman and robert redford from the sting great specifically from the scene not butch cats mm, butch cassidy mm-hmm. and the sundays i almost said butch cans as butch if it's <laughs> i just combine them like like you're getting Brangelina. through life faster butch cans. yeah just put them together <laughs> um wesley from the princess bride great and i have to make this one count hang on hang on uh <laughs> this is this is perfectly nerdy to me even though i want to say tom cruise from top gun i'm gonna say steve martin from parenthood oh great <laughs> Oh God! Well, these guys you know. Want to go through he life was with. my. He oh, was there's my someone at your door. It's a UPS obsession. man and Uh-oh. the UPS man. <laughs> How exciting! This is this is poor timing. It's a Do delivery. we need to sign for these? Oh, that's me. Do I have to sign for it? It's all okay. Right. I'll thank take, you. I'll take over. <laughs> How? That's He's just going to leave it for you. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's I good. Have to sign for it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, can I tell you what that is? Oh, you please. Mustard. Yes. It's like my mustard. High, what do you mean? Like a fancy kind of mustard? Yeah, it's not even that fancy. It's just Gelson's used to carry it uh-huh. and then they stopped carrying it. And I love it so much. It's a cilantro jalapeno mustard. Ooh, that sounds it's amazing. Delicious. It's got it's kind of chunky. That sounds weird. Yeah. But it's just a wonderful mustard. And and when they stopped carrying it, I had to start ordering it online. So That's who's amazing. the nerd now? I just ordered six jars of mustard so that I can have them in storage for the next six months. That's great. Colin Firth from Bridget Jones. Sorry, I forgot one more. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> I can't stop. Ooh. My husband better never listen to this. Yeah. 
Because I'm listing people that he doesn't even know about. I mean, we played this game before. Of three, so I mean, it's a lot of British men. Because to be honest, like British men. Oh, is this for like a a game? Like at the very end? Yeah, you you only get one. Oh, I'm the worst. Okay, this is like one of those like you're climbing through a forest, you get to a wall. How do you get over it? This is one of those games. I'm gonna share it with Colin Firth. No, no, no. Okay, okay. No, you're just gonna get. This is mash. So it's like sorry. I'm on a roll with this question for whatever reason. I blanked on other ones. And what does it say about me that I can't stop talking about these men? Listen, it says you're a vivacious, alive woman. Um, Okay, next category is... I'm still trying to catch up from my high school days. And and that too, you got some catching up to do. That's fine with everyone. Okay, let's do three... Yeah, let's do three styles Mm -hmm. that... um, this, this is very pertinent to your uh, prom experience oh, yes. of being a lady in waiting. No, that's yeah, not the lady term. Lady in like, waiting. No, that was accurate. Close enough. Uh, three styles that, again, this is a situation not unlike that, even though you now regret that, <gasps> where there are no consequences. You could walk out of my house right now dressed in a beautiful ball gown mm-hmm. and just no one would blink. Like mm-hmm. there are no rules. Mm-hmm. And it's three different styles that you get to kind of just have and pretend they're all comfortable, like yes. even if they're not. Um that you could just kind of put on whenever you want and just be like, today, I really want to, you know, I'm going to like, you know, in my case, I would probably want to dress like a British gentleman who goes horseback riding mm-hmm. for, you know, with a, like a three-piece suit for a while or yes. whatever. Um, I would obviously choose like a 1940s yeah. high-waisted, I mean, give me a right. break. That's to exactly to what right. I would wear. I'm going to yeah. do Mary Louise Parker correctly. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. And the old me would say, Civil War? It was just hilarious. One hundred percent not gonna say that. Like I'd want a full hoop skirt and corset. No, not anymore. Um, <laughs> I'll do. I'll do twenties as well. I'll Great. do flapper. Yeah, super fun. Great. And um, hmm, the third. I don't know. Uh, uh, I guess like. I guess sort of like um like a Victor Victoria Annie Hall mm-hmm. kind of I mean this is kind of similar to the the high waisted pantsuit but like no but I I know exactly more androgynous what you're about. androgynous, androgynous know, menswear like, I love the look when it's like a black the pants with like a like a black bow tie or like yep. a long black tie you know yep. what I'm saying I absolutely do you know that editorial shot I love that look I absolutely do mm-hmm. that and like I mean please any any I wish I could just wear like fancy gowns all day that's my favorite like yesterday mammies I just like looking at the pretty dresses oh. Yeah, I'll always, I'll always take a dress. I will always take a dress over uh, pants. Actually, even though I listed two pairs of pants as my (laughs) dream outfit, but I'll always pick a dress, a fancy mm, BCBG dress. Oh God, I wish I were better at uh, dressing up. Like I really wish I were better dressing up. You should be because you have such a tall, beautiful physique. You could wear anything you want to. Very sweet. I just just saying, it all feels fine afterwards, but just the day of, I just (laughs) feel so like this will never somehow this will never look like I thought or hoped it was going to (laughs) look. Oh, I understand that. I mean, big time. (laughs) Okay, and then final category is let's have you wake up tomorrow with um a, with three different skills that uh you've sort of downloaded matrix style and they can be supernatural or they can just be like oh. i'm really good with you know repairing things or you know speaking um, multiple languages anything like that first of all just grateful to be waking up tomorrow um shout out to waking up tomorrow shout out to waking up tomorrow what what um well, fly obviously right. how do you not choose that really would love to do the invisibility cloak thing yeah super duper i mean can you imagine like you get to run back right in the room after you auditioned super want that oh boy <laughs> i don't know if i want to hear what goes on well because if i hear what i need to hear then i'm like oh i, I will just then now I'll, I'll just quit this um <laughs> no, just, just kidding um this is and, i'm never gonna know what this said cloak <laughs> um and we, you could choose it as the third fashion style for me 
the cloak. Oh, there you um, go. Invisibility cloak. Uh, and then a third skill. Uh, you know, the ability to debate better on any topic. Ooh, like literally I love that. be the smart one with li- like I would be um Matt Damon in that scene from uh, Goodwill Hunting every yeah. day. Yeah. You know? We was like, oh, what? You read that book? Yeah, you talk about the agrarian culture. Wait, so is there, you went to Harvard, but I got the same thing from just having a library, out of a public library. That whole how do, the, how do you like them yeah. apples moment. How do yeah. you like them apples? I love it. Uh, I should have written how do you like them apples. Okay. I would good, good while hunting it. Now, have you ever played MASH before? Matt. You know, so, oh, I, just I know need, what you're doing. Yes, I, I used to play MASH, but I cannot remember like, for the life of me, gun to my head, how you yeah. play that game, but well, I absolutely remember MASH. This is it, and all that's left is like, I just draw like a little squiggle this or something so for cute. a couple seconds. Okay. I just go like, tell me when to stop. Yes, and then oh my God, go this really does second, all of a sudden go, transport you back to a slumber party. Yeah. You're then, a genius. And then I will like, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, and all Oh my God, this is so funny. Okay, so here I go. I remember this. You're going to marry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly right. Okay, so what, I tell you stop? Yeah, I'll tell you, tell me starting now. Stop. Okay. I'm going to pause this mm-hmm. to the listener. It will seem as if no time has passed. Okay. You can check your phone. Oh, the bathroom. Right. Great. It's up to you. Okay. They're never going to know. No. You know what it is? It's like they're being put under. <laughs> it's right. Gonna be like, I'm not going right. to follow. Except because for they're I'm not going to have to be driver assisted to continue listening to this. That's correct. Yeah. All right. Oh, wake up, everybody. Hey. Your root canal went great. <laughs> it went we so put well. you right out for it. <laughs> I guess that's not really, you never go under for a root canal. So we were very kind. <laughs> I to wish these I had people. been. Um, okay, I'm very excited to share your future with you. I think you're going to be pleased. Okay, I'm ready. Um, you, first of all, you can fly. You put that right out there uh, right yes, now. Yes, awesome. You get right to you being able to fly. That's huge. That makes me very happy. Uh, you, I don't know if uh, you participate in your ability to fly when you jump into the magical world of guys and dolls. <gasps> Yay! But certainly it might help you with like any leaps. Yeah, yes. Across yes, uh, yes. In, in, in that world. Uh, I want you to rest assured that you can uh, go ahead and fly yourself to your mansion in Hawaii. Oh, oh, awesome. Don't mind if I do. Don't mind if I do. Uh, you, and by the way, it needs to be a mansion because you're sharing it with a lot of guys. <laughs> you are sharing it with, I will, maybe I'll list them alph- alphabetically. Okay. You are sharing them with Kevin Costner in Field of Dreams. Yes. Colin Firth. Oh. Paul Newman and yes. Robert Redford. Holy crap. <laughs> I hit the jackpot. That's literally like hits so many different points. Of You're interest. pretty covered. You're I'm pretty covered. really covered in all types of guy. And I want you to rest assured that they're <laughs> still going to love you. Even if they also are privy to witnessing your modern dance <laughs> from high school with your spliced together moments as an actor. Uh, I I feel very confident they all appreciate the um, that wonderful androgynous sort of the oh, gentleman's wear, but still that's feminine how I dress. look you work uh, okay. when you want to. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of that, uh, I'll tell you what, it's going to take the edge off any moment of your life knowing that you have unlimited wine. <laughs> oh my gosh. All of it. Can this be real? All of it. All of it. All the wine. All of the wine <laughs> oh is all for you to somewhat <laughs> quote a national song. Um, Nicole, thank you so much. This this was so wonderful. Thank what a you. treat. Uh, thank you for coming back. I, thank you for coming back from uh, Colorado for me. I've now made My it. My pleasure. That it was, I came, in, I came back just for you. I just did. for me. Yes. Um, tell me where people can find you. Uh, anything you want people to know about, etc. Oh, right. Um, well, I don't know. When will this be? available uh within the next two weeks okay um well let's see 
just you know what just keep an eye out on my twitter and instagram for things because i actually don't know if there's things coming up gotcha. or not follow you so i'm just an f parker girl on tuned. instagram and i'm np redford on twitter okay say your twitter name because i think i talked over you again sorry oh sorry uh i'm at np redford on twitter mm-hmm. and i am nf parker girl on instagram okay there we go uh yes. and guys guess what I- i'm gonna talk to you next time on the podcast <laughs> bye-bye <laughs> As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.